Hey, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. This is a way to hear highlights from Humboldt's last week of news while you're getting stuff done. I know you got stuff to do. Please do like Humboldt Last Week if you haven't already on Facebook. Please subscribe wherever you get podcasts and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Support this week comes from Eel River Brewing. Coming up Saturday, June 24th, a party called Summer in the Triangle, 1 to 7 p.m. with three bands including Lone Star Junction. Now I know! Also, local vendors, edibles, games, a tie-dye booth, and of course, delicious beer. Again, that's the 24th. More details at eelriverbrewing.com slash summer. And Los Bagels. Since 1984, Los Bagels has been pleasing the world's taste buds with boiled and baked organic bagels, cucumber and bacon scram, whatever your flavor, they have it for you, or you can ship bagels to yourself or friends at losbagels.com. Finally, Bongo Boy Studio, one of Humboldt's best resources for musicians and those with recording projects. They also do disc duplication. Unfortunately, their website's down. That'll be back up soon, so you can still reach them at 839-5090 or at the Bongo Boy Studio Facebook page. Let's begin. One of the latest people arrested on suspicion of being a pedophile used to own the Surfside Burger Shack in Eureka. You ever been there? Kenny used to own that place. Don't hold that against the new owners who bought it earlier this year and changed the menu. Time Standard found an online fundraiser the suspect set up saying he's recently divorced and a full-time substitute teacher. He volunteers weekly at an elementary school. A concerned mom at a school he subbed at told North Coast News she wishes the school had been more communicative about interactions he may have had with her kid. Humboldt Superintendent of Schools told the station all employees have to go through extensive background checks. People that are not caught can fall through the cracks, and the accused pedophile has been removed from the substitute list pending the investigation. The 42-year-old suspect, Chad Smith, pleaded not guilty. A trial began for two guys that were reportedly trying to make some quick cash by robbing a drug dealer at a home in Arcata, shooting the dealer's son to death. According to Loco, the prosecution said, quote, you will find them both guilty of murder. A lawyer for one of the defendants said his client was outside when the shooting happened and was obviously on heroin. A lawyer for the other defendant said his client shot the son in self-defense and that the son had a gun as well. A local high school track star was reported as a beacon of strength and perseverance with great reason. Jevin Kitchen has gone from dealing with a family tragedy to becoming a North Coast section high jump champion. The Times Standard noted Jevin's mom, Marcy, allegedly struck and killed her teenage daughter and her daughter's friend in a fatal hit and run in Fortuna last summer. Jevin has been testifying about the incident in court. About that, he partially said, quote, it's a tough situation, but it was the right thing to do. I think everything else helps distract me from it, so I don't focus on it too heavily. That's when I become depressed and stuff like that so i try to keep my head up in sports and make sure i don't fall back in school he says testifying was a huge stress off his shoulders he also told the paper he's thankful for the community support and he's definitely got community support good stuff jevin A man from garberville was arrested for sexually assaulting someone at the summer arts and music festival down in benbow state parks made the arrest I saw in Loco the booking information that indicated the victim was a minor was not true. State Parks confirmed the victim was over the age of 18. 
The Eureka branch of the NAACP first put out a release asking local media outlets to disable comment sections or to heavily monitor them. They specifically referred to racist anonymous comments regarding the tragic murder of a black HSU student, David Josiah Lawson. In a follow-up release, they clarified they in no way wanted to infringe on free speech or the First Amendment, but the local NAACP definitely wants the local media to remove racist or hateful comments aimed at members of our community. I know editors at a few local media outlets do aim to do just that. Eureka Police Chief Andy Mills has accepted a job as the chief of the Santa Cruz Police Department. Population of Eureka, around 27,000. Population of Santa Cruz, around 63,000, over twice as many people. Mills told the Times Standard, quote, I feel like I've pushed this department and city where I can toward progressive policing, and now I think it's time for others to push further. Personally, when we moved here, we didn't have any grandchildren. Now I have two and one almost here. It'd be nice to be in a position where I can see them a little more frequently. Now, pending an extensive background check, Chief Mills reportedly won't be leaving Eureka for several weeks. The women-only screening of Wonder Woman at the Minor Theater in Arcata sold out. All 107 seats were taken for the event, inspired by a similar one over in Austin, Texas. The owners told the Times Standard the response was 99% positive. HSU did a post asking alums about their favorite summer spots with a photo of some people on the beach. Top response came in from Natalie, who totally cracked me up. She said, quote, only in Humboldt do you make posts about summer featuring people in sweatshirts. Speaking of only in Humboldt, they pointed to a Broadway animal hospital sign, which now reads, quote, your pets will love us. We shih tzu not. A guy named Mike chimed in that the last rendition of the sign read, quote, the dinos never had vet care and look what happened. Good for them. Making us a uh, pause for effect. Veterinary a dull moment with them. The C Street Market Square by the boardwalk in Old Town Eureka is now known as the Madiket Plaza, named after the historic water vessel that you can now take tours on. I think it was either Madiket Plaza or a random guy on a bench talking to himself plaza. One just kind of rolls off the tongue better. And then this one, there's a guy who allegedly shot a man with a shotgun shell filled with Rice Krispies. This happened in the afternoon, just goes to show the use of cereal is acceptable at any time of day. Of course, the internet was snack crackle and popping with serial killer jokes. Kim Kemp had the press release. The non-life-threatening wound on the victim's hand had to be Rice Krispies treated at the hospital. In all seriousness, this is kind of fucked up. The suspect resisted arrest and hurt a cop. Victim didn't want to press charges, but the 29-year-old suspect was still arrested for resisting arrest and probation violation. Definitely check out the Humboldt Last Week Facebook. Some cool posts there, including a big site covering all the fun road trip stuff to do in Humboldt and a super exhilarating video of a local mountain biking trail. It's seriously like riding it yourself. So fun. Um, Let's see. There's an investigation going on looking into whether or not the Russians hacked one of our voting system contractors we use here in the county. That made national news in relation to an NSA document that was leaked. Basically, the county told the Times Standard so far there was no evidence that had an impact on our election results. Let's see now for an update on the tragic murder of an HSU student. After 19-year-old David Josiah Lawson, or DJ Lawson, was stabbed to death at a house party in Arcata back in April, the possible reward amount for information leading to the arrest and conviction of his killer has increased to over $30,000. 
23-year-old Kyle Zollner of McKinleyville saw murder charges dropped after a judge ruled there was not enough evidence to take his case to trial. It's been said there's more evidence to analyze. After Zollner's charges were dropped, Lawson's family posted a $10,000 reward for said information. Community members have added at least twenty-one grand to that total with the reward fund managed and recently approved by the city of Arcata. In an Arcata City Council meeting, Arcata Police Chief Tom Chapman said as recently as June 7th, a new statement was taken from someone who had not yet come forward, and he expects more of that. He partially said, quote, This is absolutely an open and ongoing case. It's being worked on literally every day. We continue to interview and identify witnesses. Confidentiality is an important part of criminal investigations, which I know can be frustrating. Chief Chapman also noted an outside agency from a large city that did not want to be named has committed two homicide detectives to the investigation, which is common practice in a case like this. DJ's family, however, still believes the original suspect is to blame. Lawson's mom told North Coast News, quote, I believe Kyle Zollner is responsible for the murder of my son. Her lawyer added, quote, Mr. Zollner and DJ were struggling on the ground and DJ didn't get up. During pretrial hearings, no witnesses were able to confirm they saw Zollner with a knife and a fingerprint on the believed murder weapon did not match Zollner. Zollner's family maintains that he was unconscious at the time of the stabbing. They've encouraged more witnesses to come forward, confident of his innocence. They've also made a report to the Arcata Police Department claiming that additional party attendees under oath admitted to punching Kyle without cause. They say APD forwarded that report to the district attorney's office, who will decide whether or not to press assault and battery charges. Arcata will officially be a sanctuary city in less than a month. That means undocumented immigrants will be able to have contacts with the city without fear of deportation. The president of the U.S. is threatened to withhold funding from sanctuary places. HSU is ending their 40-year contract with Pepsi, which gave the soda makers 80% of the school's on-campus food and beverage retail space. More like buy fructose corn syrup. Students wanted the contract iced because they think Pepsi does not promote social or environmental justice. That said, Pepsi may still have a smaller amount of offerings on campus. Now the university has to come up with ways to make up for the funding loss from this contract, which helped with athletic scholarship funds and scoreboard maintenance. That story was courtesy of the North Coast Journal. Now let's check out Humboldt next week. Some events you can check out. Baseball, you can always check out the Humboldt Crab schedule at HumboldtCrabs.com. Monday the 12th, watch a Pink Floyd concert on the big screen with big sound at Humbrews in Arcata. Starts at 8. Tuesday the 13th, Mike Love at Humbrews. Not the Beach Boy. He's a Hawaiian reggae musician. Doors at 9.30. Wednesday, the 14th. Wailing Souls at Humbrews. Jamaican reggae vocal group that started up in the 60s. Should start up at 10. Thursday, the 15th. Compost Mountain Boys at Mad River in Blue Lake. Local bluegrass starts at 6. Friday the 16th, Cloud Ship at Six Rivers in McKinleyville. Two-man rock band out of Fresno starts at 9. Saturday the 17th, the Arcata Bay Oyster Festival happening downtown 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. That's free to get in. Also got live music. Then for purchase, art, food, and drinks available. 
And also Saturday the 17th, free train rides at Fort Humble in Eureka, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, let's jump into the main story this week. A local firefighter filed a grievance after his boss asked him to stop wearing a Black Lives Matter pin on his uniform. This pin is about the size of a quarter. Humboldt Bay Fire's uniform policy says you can wear these lapel pins as long as they're fire service related and in good taste. Nat McFarland was the firefighter fighting this decision. He said he was aiming for inclusiveness, free speech, and he wanted people of color to feel comfortable calling the fire department in Eureka. At a hearing, the Humboldt Bay Fire Chief and the Joint Powers Authority Board of Directors ultimately decided this Black Lives Matter pin was politically divisive and not related to firefighting. McFarland's supporters disagreed, saying Black Lives Matter is a social movement, an extension of civil rights, and it should not be considered controversial. One of the board members, Eureka City Council member Austin Allison, put out a statement after their decision to not allow the Black Lives Matter pin. He said he's personally a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement, but their decision was strictly a matter of policy. Allison partially said, quote, It clearly states in the policy that no political pins are allowed to be worn on a uniform at any time while you're on duty. This is because having political pins and wearing your political beliefs while on duty can cause divisiveness, not just among the firefighters, but the community as well. If a group or movement seeks a policy change as a goal of the group, then that group is considered political. Black Lives Matter lists on their website that this group is political. Another part of the statement reads, quote, This decision has nothing to do with the movement itself, but I'm glad this issue was raised about racial injustice in our community. We as directors of Humboldt Bay Fire have work to do in regard to reaffirm the Humboldt Bay Fire's mission to serve the public to our utmost ability despite any color, creed, or religion. Humboldt Bay Fire Chief Bill Gillespie's official response to McFarland's grievance added on to that partially saying, quote, A public employee's uniform is not a venue for freedom of speech. It was reported by Loco that Eureka Police Chief Andy Mills was the one who pointed out the Black Lives Matter pin to the fire chief after McFarland had been wearing it unnoticed for months. McFarland's wife sent a photo to the blog of Chief Mills wearing a Police Lives Matter bracelet. Mills said the difference was that the bracelet is not part of his uniform and that he'd be okay with his officers wearing Black Lives Matter bracelets. At the hearing, Mills stood firm, saying allowing a Black Lives Matter pin on a public employee's uniform would open things up for others to wear polarizing pins supporting, say, the NRA or the pro-life movement. Now, some of the community have said a public servant showing support for a part of our community is not offensive, and it's a positive step for public relations, that there's nothing political about standing up against racism. Others have said that while some Black Lives Matter affiliates are simply supporting civil rights, others support violent, damaging, or separatist views. They believe politics should be left off the uniforms of public servants. So weigh in, what do you think? Should policy allow a public servant to be allowed to wear a Black Lives Matter pin on their uniform? I've posted a poll at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Definitely weigh in with your vote and comments. Poll will be active until Friday the 16th, and I'll share the results in the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate the feedback, whether it be directly or on the Facebook, anywhere. And thanks again to the sponsors of this episode, Eel River Brewing and Ford Suna. They've got their Summer in the Triangle celebration coming up on the 24th. Los Bagels, delicious stuff, and Bongo Boy Studio. 
an incredible resource for musicians. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Last week.